What is going on, Tan and J-Man Show Nation? We are live on the ISC Sports Network on this gorgeous Monday night. What's going on there, T-Dog? Episode 290, J-Man. We are within 10 of episode 300. That'll be in mid-August. 10 more weeks. Mid-August? Mid-August, if my calculations are correct. I'm trying to think... um, when did we hit 50? Because I want to say we did something when we hit 50. And then we I want to say we did something when we hit 100. Right. Right. 290. They all kind of blend in anymore. They do. I, I was pleasantly surprised. I think when we did 200, it somehow landed around our college football preview, which made yes. it really difficult. This one's about two weeks prior to that, which will be good. Mm. So we'll be getting prepped for football, but we won't be there quite yet. So that'll be nice. But yeah, uh, 290 episodes. Yeah, not a lot going on. Uh, enjoying the weather. <laughs> yeah, that's got about some, it. Got some sun this weekend. Got a little sunburn on my back. Nice. Feeling the effects today, big time of that. So, yeah, um, you and I both are those people where they tan and it or it burns and it immediately turns to tan. Yep, correct. We're very lucky. But, uh, but the back's itching today. It's like in the itching <clears throat> stage. It'll probably peel later this week. It'll look disgusting, but then we'll be good to go after we get out, out of that stage. But I, yes, I learned sir. my lesson from not applying sunscreen on Saturday. Definitely applied it yesterday when I was hmm. out around the pool. So, because <laughs> I was burning through my shirt yesterday. I'm like, if I'm going to swim today and be out around the pool, I got to like bathe in sunscreen. Yeah. I found some 50, some, found some 50 around the house and sprayed that stuff all over. That's the uh, one bad thing about being bald at 30 is you have to butter your head when you go out in the sun. Yeah. Better be safe lather, than sorry. Lather that stuff on or you'll be miserable. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. A, a sunburn on, on the scalp. Man. Yep. And I'm, I, I used to be like a big hat guy, too, and I'm no longer a hat guy for whatever reason. Um, so I just get burned and uh, I complain about it, but I don't change anything. I, I'm still a hat guy, but yeah, but I still get burnt too. That's not on the head, but I mean, just overall. So, but uh, I got some birdie bogey for you this Let's week. Uh, big birdie bogey week for you. I am a one stroke ahead at four over par compared mm-hmm. to your five over par. So you can either uh, get it right and tie or, or go two back. Um, NBA question. Wow, great. Jason Tatum. Became the third player in Celtics history with 500 points, 100 rebounds, and 100 assists in a single postseason. What other two Celtics did he join? It's a really good question. I mean, there's been some insanely good uh, Celtics players over the yes. course of six decades. Uh, that's a good question, though. Here's <clears throat> the other- brought to you by Noble Gnome. You go, go ahead, ahead and finish read. Go ahead and finish read. I was gonna say you, you cut off my favorite read. Pretty well, he's brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC, for fresh, locally grown, nutrient dense produce. And Bryce and Katie Rowan of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook. Follow them on Instagram. Check out their website, noblegnomellc.com. Get your edges. Well, I, here's the other question I was debating going with. It's also NBA related, and let's see if you would have got this. But the wording of the question is a little different. That's why I didn't go with it. The trio of Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green have now won 18 finals games together. That's one shy of matching the most by any all-NBA trio in the last 50 seasons. The all-NBA trio, I thought, kind of threw this question off. But so they had named to... that trio. <clears throat> um, over this the last trio 50... won 19 games as a trio over the last 50 years. 19 um... finals games. I mean, it'd be easy to say Jordan, Pippen, and Rodman. But you'd be wrong. Um, I'd be wrong. Would it be... uh... Man, that's a good question. Um, Would it be Magic, Kareem, and Worthy? Good, good, I guess, though. Um, Russell, Kuzi, and uh, Havlicek? Nope. I'm, I'm out. Duncan, Parker, and Ginobili. Oh, man, I should have gotten that one. <clears throat> and I am frozen on my end again, J-Man, so I'm going to remove myself and put myself back in the, in the... 
right. Um, let's see. What should we start with tonight? I mean, we can talk some NBA. I mean, we're talking some NBA right there. We got uh, the Warriors and Celtics are tied <clears throat> at one game apiece. Um, pretty epic comeback and epic collapse by Golden State happened on, um, I believe that was Thursday night. Uh, I didn't watch a whole lot of the game, but um, I checked the score and Golden State was up 10 in the third quarter. And I checked back and it's a 20-point Celtic lead with like a minute left in the game. Um, it was pretty epic fourth quarter by <clears throat> by the Boston Celtics. Uh, they ended up winning by 12. Yeah, the uh, Celtics outscored them 40-16 to 16, um, in Golden State in the fourth quarter. That's pretty impressive. And they did it without Jason Tatum doing anything. I mean, he had 13 assists, but he only shot 3 of 17. Uh, Jalen Brown was fantastic for him, shot 10 of 23. Al Horford, um, I've been hearing some uh, Hall of Fame buzz for Al Horford, which would be crazy. Um, cause you never really think of him as being this elite type of player, but man, he's been good for a long time. Um, and he's been fantastic for the Celtics down this stretch run. Uh, Marcus smart, best on ball defender, uh, in the league. He's having a great <clears throat> first two games. Um, Derek white, cool story about him. He scored 21 off the bench on Thursday. He did not have a single scholarship offer coming out of high school. Um, ended up at a Juco and then transferred to, uh, I think he was out of uh, Colorado, um, and then he ended up becoming a first-round pick after just playing um, a year or two at uh, – just a year at Colorado where he averaged 18 points a game. Came a first-round pick, and now he's this really good bench guard for um, the Boston Celtics. Uh, I mean, he's averaging 11 points a game uh, for them this year, 13 overall. He started with the Spurs. Um, so pretty cool story there. Um but as far as uh, the game last night, I didn't watch any of it. I just kind of checked the score. Um, Steph Curry has, I want to say, I, I saw this on Twitter, and I can't remember the exact stat. He has seven times where he has made at least 73s in a, um, in a playoff season or something like that. It's an insane stat, which is just ridiculous. 73s this postseason, he's done it like six or seven times. Um, so he's uh, cementing himself as one of the greats ever. Yeah, um, best shooter of all time. Um, and one of the greatest, like you said, he's cementing himself as mm-hmm. as his career keeps going on. Um, this series has been interesting. I mean, after Boston got game one with Steph going crazy, with Tatum playing bad, I thought, jeez. Boston did that with all that going on. They're going to right. end up winning this series. And then Golden State last night turns around and just shellacks them. And it's like, all right, when Golden State plays like that, nobody can touch them. So, yeah, one one game apiece. I still think I'm still sticking with the Warriors in six, though. I think it goes seven. Um, the set, ESPN has that, like, statistical probability thing, the FPI, I think they call it. And uh, they actually give the Celtic coming into the series gave the Celtics the edge, uh, believe it or not. Um, and as we said past couple weeks, and Thad Mooney has said uh, commented on our um, Facebook page that Celtics on January twenty eighth were sitting at five hundred, um, and now here they are just three wins away from winning it all. It's pretty incredible, um, an insane turnaround <clears throat> uh, by them with a rookie uh, head coach. With a rookie head coach, yes. Um, I, I was reading something that Ime Udoka thought he was getting the Bulls job, and then they hired Billy Donovan, uh, which would have been interesting. Um, who who knows if he would have had the same amount of success uh, in Chicago the past um, two years as he has this year in Boston. Uh, but it's kind of interesting to hear that. Um, but, yeah, he um, <clears throat> rookie head coach. He's uh, he's won a couple, two game sevens already. Uh, which is pretty remarkable. Um, and I think this has all the makings of going to a seventh game. Wouldn't shock me. Um, NBA would love it, I think, for the ratings. I think this good this series, I'm assuming, through two games is getting good ratings, and I think it will continue to do so. Um, it's just funny, though, that you know people who don't watch a ton of NBA, NBA my mom, for instance, uh, dad and I were watching a little bit of game one, and she's like, is this the final game? We're like, no, this is only game one. She goes, NBA playoffs are way too long. So when, yeah. when uh, yes. it, it really the season is too long. And I know there was a big debate 
that was on at lunchtime today on ESPN, one of the talk shows, um, is the NBA season too long? And I say, yes, it is. I say you can cut it down, start games around Christmas, and you can still end around this time, and everybody would be perfectly happy with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that one year, the strike year, um, they played 66 games. I think that's a perfect number. Yeah. Um, I I know why they expanded the postseason and made the first round of uh, seven game series instead of a five, five game series. Yeah. It was it was from revenue uh, standpoint, but right. yeah, I mean the playoffs are starting. They started two months ago now, and yeah. we're still playing them. It is by far the longest. Every other playoff system's done in within a month. NHL's um, pretty long. The NHL's pretty long, which the NHL and NBA are kind of comparable. That's true. Um, in that in that aspect, um, where you don't play. Um, every other or or you you don't play every single day. Um, you don't have any back to backs in the postseason. Where baseball, you can you, you can play three in a row, you can play two in a row, so that helps. And with the NFL, there's only one game. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's crazy. I've I've thought forever that they've needed to cut down playoff teams because more than half the league makes it. Right. Um, 16 of the 30 teams making that's just way too much. You rarely see that eight seed beating a one seed, even a seven seed beating a two seed. It's very, very rare. Um, and they're almost just a waste of time. Those series are just another reason <laughs> to get that, uh, expansion up to 32 by 2024. Mm-hmm. Like they're saying, get that yep. new Vegas team and bring the Sonics back to Seattle. So, yeah, <laughs> you know what? Um, if the Sonics do come back, you'll have played a role in that, uh, Yep, you better believe it. I'm the loudest voice in Indiana for them. Probably not, but I like think I am. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's there's been I I don't know if there have you heard any buzz that the C, uh, the Sonics could be one of the teams that come back. Yeah, yeah I have. That's and that's why I've, I've been reading. I was reading stuff as as recent as last week that 2024 is the big rumor: Vegas and Seattle. Um, yeah, so. I think uh, Vegas is going to be a sports metropolis here soon, which it's it's crazy. It hadn't happened before, and now the Raiders are there. I think the Oakland A's are going to move there as well. They should. They need to get out of I was Oakland. just going to ask what Yeah, um, MLB is probably relocate. or re, the, Probably the A's or the Rays is what I'd imagine. Yeah. Uh, now, if, if the A's were to move there, it would make sense as far as divisions go. Wouldn't have to switch anything up. Where if uh, Tampa Bay moves there, it'd be uh, different. Well, and heck, if the A's move there, a lot of Raiders fans are A's fans. I mean, you kind of get the same fan base yeah. right there. So, yeah, which and then Oakland just has nothing except no. Um, <clears throat> nothing. No, because yeah. Golden State's technically not in Oakland anymore either. Right. Um, so yeah, they have nothing, and you know they only have to blame but themselves. Yeah, they didn't support um, their teams. Didn't support their teams, refused to build new stadiums yeah, for yeah, them. Right. Um, <clears throat> they were in the worst facilities in baseball by far. I don't know how, uh, which I imagine would be the same for football, one of the yeah, worst because in they football shared the, as well. they shared the stadium. It was awful. Sewage issues, <laughs> just flooding. The, the dugouts would flood if they get rain and like sewage would be floating. <laughs> Um, and the, yeah, the city of Oakland does nothing about it. So you know what? You're going to lose all of that. It's yep. going to be a nothing town uh, yep. once Oakland A's leave. So, yeah. NBA finals still going on. Like I said, only two games in the seven game series looks to be a really good one, but uh, we'll have a lot more NBA talk as the month rolls on. Cause we now are in June. That's the night is June 6th. Last week we were still in May when we were recording episode 289. NBA drafts going to be coming up soon. Yes. Uh, two weeks from Thursday, I believe, the 23rd. Yep. So now with that, that is, we so. know what players <laughs> kept their names in and took their names out. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, I, I think the deadline was June 1st anyway. Right. right. So I, I think we have a good idea of who is staying in. I mean, as far as the Big Ten players go, I know Malachi Branham stayed in, EJ Liddell stayed in, um, Kofi Coburn couldn't put his name in again without staying in, so he's in. Houston um, from Michigan. Who? Houston. Did is he staying in? Yeah, he stayed in, and he, so did the uh, Diabate. Diabate. Yeah, they, lost, they lost them both. Yep. Which that's huge uh, mm-hmm. for them. Uh, Chris Murray's coming back for Iowa, which that wasn't surprise. It's not surprising, but I think he's going to put up huge numbers oh, for them will. next year. He will. Um. Yeah. Well, Pete Nance pulled his name out. He's in the transfer portal. Sounds like Gonzaga 
Um, rich get richer. That's a real good chance to get him. Illinois had a real good chance to get him as well, but they chose Matthew Mayer because uh, he was the more attainable option and no one knew if Nance was going to pull out right, or not. Right, right. Yeah, if you have an opportunity so, to get a good player, you you, you got to do it. You got to strike the iron while it's hot. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, – yeah, Pete Nance will no longer be in the Big Ten, which Northwestern's going to be trash again. They're awful. Um, can't imagine Chris Collins survives another year. Even even that team that went to the NCAA tournament, they probably shouldn't even been in the NCAA tournament. Kind of got the sympathy um, thing. So, uh, yeah, Northwestern back to being the uh, the cellar dwellers of the Big Ten is not uh, – doesn't make me too upset. They won't be good at football, I don't think, either. I think they'll be terrible in football. I think recruiting's mm-hmm. down for Pat Fitzgerald. Um, it's just not the same as it has been for him for whatever reason. I think they're looking at like a three and nine or four and eight season. They haven't had a good quarterback in years. Right. Uh, the defense hasn't been as good. Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, Fitzgerald missed his chance to get to the NFL because I'm not sure any team's going to come calling after I- uh, they have back to back bad years. But again, we've kind of thought that in years past, the Northwestern would be terrible and end up winning nine games. So who knows? Right, and um, I think that's a school that. Gonna really get hurt by the NIL. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the fan base isn't great. Um, it's not big either. Uh, I'm I'm sure they have a bunch of money. Oh uh, yeah, they the, got the, very rich alumni. I mean, but, they they have some rich rich alumni. But, it's an elite school, but not sure how much they really care about athletics there. Yeah, um, in Evanston, which I mean, I really I mean, I went to their basketball arena and watched the game. It's a really nice arena to watch a game, but it's I not, think they got great facilities, but. Yeah, brand new too. Um, but yeah, the the NIL is going to really, really hurt them. I think because a lot of the <clears throat> Chicago market wants the University of Illinois players, and uh, Northwestern just doesn't have marketable players ever, really. Right. Right. So uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, Big Ten and college sports will be a common theme on this podcast all the way up to football because mm-hmm. with the uh, transfer portal. NIL, there's always news to talk about every week. Right. One thing with the transfer portal um, that I didn't even, which I should have kind of thought about, is once the COVID year guys are no longer in school, I think it'll really slow down the transfer portal. Should. Yep. It it, it should. um, Because a lot of those guys are 50 year guys. Okay, I want to try to play somewhere else. Um, Mm -hmm. So hopefully, yeah, which I think this should be the last batch of them. this year should be should it i could i thought it was one more year after this year but is I, it I one more year wrong. okay um yeah. which it, it would make sense if it was but yeah um so hopefully that'll slow things down yeah yeah it, it, and that's a good point so so we'll see and really um i i'm still hopeful the transfer portal in nil kind of i don't want to say even out it's never going to even out but it's going to it's not going to be going as hot and heavy as it is right now. Right. I mean, and it, it it'll get to a new normal too. It's just right. New normal. That, that's a good. That's a good way to put it. So, yep. Any more? Uh, any more hoop stock NBA or NCA related? Mm, nope. Nope. <clears throat> nope. 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 Well, um, th- this is something that I meant to talk about. We meant to talk about a couple weeks ago. It kind of just got lost in the shuffle. The NFL schedule was yeah. released a couple weeks ago and it, you know the NFL makes a big deal about it and everybody gets kind of excited and you want to see okay when's my team going to play on prime time if they're going to play on prime time um, things like that and uh, we just glanced over it yeah got to talk about it yeah we we were going to talk about it and then we ran out of time one week and then we just kind of forgot about it because uh, no one's really talking about it anymore but yeah the NFL no. uh, schedule has been released yes how many uh, prime time games the Dolphins get the Dolphins got a Sunday, a Monday, and a Thursday, I want to say. Um, they play Pittsburgh on a Sunday. Oh, they, they didn't get a – I you know, I don't think they got a Monday, but they are one of the three games on Christmas Day. That counts. Um, so that's a prime time. It's against the Packers, which that was one I was like, man, I want to go to Miami to watch – Dolphins and Packers play, but Christmas Day kind of takes that away. From sure, um, but yeah, so that's a that that's like the early like noon Eastern CBS. Uh, Denver plays on Christmas Day as well. Yes, too, at, at the Rams on the that's a, that's the CBS um, 
three thirty or four thirty or whatever. It's probably, yeah, the one following yeah. the Dolphins, unless that's yep. on Fox. But <clears throat> the Dolphins might be on Fox because I think Fox, CBS, yeah. and NBC each have one. Yeah, because uh, it's it's usually the NFC team on the road gets the Fox game, and the CBS team on the road gets the CBS game right. for whatever yep. reason. Yeah, it's four thirty Denver and the Rams on Christmas. Yep. Hmm. Denver, um, of course, got a lot of primetime games, but that helps when Russell Wilson becomes your quarterback. Correct. And they start the season with the uh, – it's a lone Monday night game this year in week one. They're doing a doubleheader in week two. Why is year. that? Did they I say? I don't know. I never heard a reason why. I'm not upset about it because I usually Denver's plays in that second one on Monday night to <laughs> start the season. It gets over like at 1 or one thirty Eastern mm-hmm. time. Uh, but they will be heading to Seattle to start the Russell Wilson era against his old team. A15 on that Monday night on September 12th. I I don't like that. Um, I figured that was going to be a primetime game, but I was hoping it was going to be a little later in the year mm-hmm. because it's a game I think later in the year, I don't think there's hardly any chance Denver loses that game. Week one, you never know. Right. I mean, uh, new offense, new system, new team, emotional environment. Yeah, it'll be – I don't know if it'll be quite like Peyton coming back to Indianapolis, right. uh, but it, it'll be pretty, pretty raucous. Yep. Um, who knows who's going to start at quarterback for Seattle. Sounds like Geno Smith is quite a bit ahead of Drew Locke at this point. Yep. Um, but it could, could be a Drew Locke uh, revenge game. Yeah. He'll um, throw like a, 550 yards and six yeah, touchdowns no, or something. Noah Fant catches five touchdowns. <laughs> but they also got uh, week three uh, Sunday night home game against San Francisco 49ers. Um, a week five Thursday night game at home against the Colts. Week six Monday night game at LA Chargers, and then they have a London game at Jacksonville. You know how that goes. <laughs> yes, and, I do. <laughs> and then they have a uh, uh, later in December a home game a Sunday nighter against the Chiefs. So they are maxed mm-hmm. out on primetime games at the moment. Yeah, that's what you get when you get a uh, superstar quarterback coming in. Yep. It helps. Oh, big time. Big time. Oh, show. But um, uh, Colts got a couple primetime games. I want to throw that in there because uh, they hadn't had a home primetime game in a long time. And they finally really? got, I think, two this year. Yeah. All their primetime does, games are always on the road. It does seem like they're always on the road, doesn't it? Yes. They got, um, I think, uh, uh, Mon- two Monday Nighters maybe. There are three teams in the NFL that Matt Ryan has never beaten. Um, one of them's obviously the Atlanta Falcons. Right. Uh, I think the other one's the Jacksonville Jaguars. And there's one other that I do not remember <laughs> now. I saw it on Twitter and I wish I would have favored it. Yeah, I'll, I'll um, look it up. But he plays all three of them this year. Um, so he could beat all, th- all 32 NFL teams. Uh, Falcons, Falcons, Patriots, and Steelers. No, that doesn't seem right. That doesn't sound right. That's what it says right here. Really? CBSSports.com. I'm pretty sure one of them is Jacksonville. I don't know why. This is uh, uh, June 2nd, 2022. Matt Ryan could become first quarterback in NFL history. Oh, wait, wait. No, I'm sorry. You are Matt Ryan could become first quarterback in NFL history to lose to all 32 teams. Lose. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> and that would one, be one of uh, Jacksonville. He's never suffered a loss against the Raiders, Jaguars, and Falcons. Raiders, there it is. Yeah, I so what I the heck was so- the talk about? Something was amiss. What was the talk about? There are only three teams he's never beaten Falcons, Patriots, and Steelers. Okay. Never beaten and the, the Colts fa- Colts face the Steelers and Patriots. Well, so he could uh he could have lost and beaten all um all thirty two teams. Except the Falcons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which the Colts don't face this year, so it's it's a Monday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's confusing. There's a lot of confusing yeah. wording in that article. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, Maddie Ice. Indianapolis will be interesting. I got Matty Ice. I don't think he. I think they're the favorites for me at least to win the AFC South. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be a terrible division because I don't. I don't think the Colts are going to be that good. I don't think Matt Ryan moves the needle that much. I don't think he's an upgrade even over Philip Rivers at this point. Um, well, how about over Carson Wentz? No, 
Okay. I would say they're pretty similar. Uh, well, Ryan hasn't put up a good year in about five or six well, years. Well, the Jaguars aren't ready. I mean, they might be ready in about two years, maybe. Um, they got a better head coach, but that doesn't take much. Rock's better. Mm-hmm. Um, a Rock is a better NFL head coach than Urban Meyer. Um, but and a better Houston, head coach than who Houston has as well. Yeah, Houston's a mess. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Tennessee just—I don't know—they don't scare me like they did two years ago. No, their offensive weapons aren't that great. Traded AJ Brown. I don't think Julio Jones is signed anywhere. He I has not there. Um, Derrick Henry's obviously a beast. Uh, Ryan Tannehill had a bad year uh, last year to the point where they drafted his heir apparent. Um, and he refuses to um, mentor. Help him along. He's pulling a Joe Flacco. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, I, the defense still should be good. I, th- I think it'll be a pretty even race, and I think a team at like nine and eight will win that division. But it's not going to be Houston, I'll tell you that, or Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah there's going to be some interesting division races. I mean, I think both West AFC and NFC West will be interesting for sure. Yeah, uh, a- AFC West. Divisions. AFC West definitely um, should be the best division of football. Should be. I think. Should be. Um, Kansas City obviously be good. Denver should be better. Chargers should be good. Raiders Chargers. should be pretty good, too. Yeah, I know. And, and, um, and the Raiders have a new head coach. Yep. Denver yeah. has a new head coach. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think the AFC East, I think the Bills are still the best team in that division, but – I think the Dolphins are the clear number two at this point. Uh, I don't think New England's that good. Um, they were kind of a fluky 10 win so they did make year the last, year. last year. They did, but uh, they were terrible at the end of the year. Um, I don't think Mac Jones is that good. Um, they have a good defense, like they always do. Uh, they kind of limped to the finish line, losing the Colts, Bills, Dolphins, um, and then getting killed by Buffalo um, in the wild card round. Um but yeah, I don't. I mean, you 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 look at the teams New England beat and that they won seven in a row. Uh, Jets, Panthers, Browns, Falcons. You know, I mean, they did beat the Titans and the Bills. Yeah. Um, but uh, not a whole lot of world beaters there. Right. Um, and the AFC so. North, I think, will be intriguing. I mean, the Bengals, you know, almost won the Super Bowl. Can they repeat that yeah. effort? Yeah. Uh, Ravens. I look for them to bounce back. Steelers, no idea. Um, no Big Ben anymore there. And then Cleveland, I don't know what to expect out of Deshaun Watson, assuming he can even play the, all, all I was 17 say, games. Especially because more women are coming out against right? him. Right. Um, a 20, a 20 they third. still have Baker. They could go to. They haven't got rid of him yet. Oh, man, that'd be a disaster. After uh, this no. entire offseason of trying to replace him and trade him, right. and then they have to start him. Right. Um, the brown the Browns are gonna brown. Um it's true. Just, they're they're a joke of an organization. It's true. It's true. And um I mean they somehow didn't even finish last in their division last year. Baltimore did. They're eight and yeah, nine. Which is crazy. Uh, but, but yeah, Pittsburgh, they were bad last year. Shouldn't even been a playoff team, and they made it. Uh then you had Trubisky and then you have um Pickett. former Pittsburgh Kenny Pickett. I forgot um, Trubisky was even there. I was already saying yeah, which, the picket era has begun. I forgot. Yeah, Trubisky which I assume I assume Trubisky will come into the year. He should because I mean he got yeah. that contract. But uh, right, um, one thing's for certain. I think the NFC North is going to be terrible. Besides the Green Bay Packers, uh, I think the Lions yeah. Bears will be awful. Who knows about the Vikings? They'll probably be mediocre to, at best. Right. Um, but yeah, N- NFC West should be good. Both West divisions should be the best in football yep. this year. Yeah, it kind of takes Seattle out of that. And yeah. those other teams should be pretty Which, good. I don't think I think Seattle, Seattle was bad last year. I think Seattle and Atlanta could be two of the bird teams actually could be the two of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, I agree. Um so. yeah, Atlanta starting Marcus Mariota at quarterback. Um Car- Carolina should be terrible too. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Rule could um, be in trouble. He should be in trouble. You would think, but um, but you were saying today when we were texting about what we we're going to talk about. Tonight, yeah, your dad shared some interesting details about Brian Flores so, down in Miami. Um, it's I I didn't read the whole article at that point, but there were a few things that it's just like, man, what is this guy doing? Albert Wilson said these things. So he he just signed with the Minnesota Vikings. That Flores forced every player to walk in like a single file line. Um, be completely, completely silent 
Booker. while doing it. Uh, he he treated them like elementary school kids. Um, I remember being forced to walk in single file line. You couldn't talk in the hallway at all when we were in I elementary remember school. That. Uh, that's that's kind of, that's kind of how it was. Uh, both uh, Flo- Flores has probably legitimate beef against Stephen Ross. Um, yeah. And Stephen Ross should be forced to sell the team. You haven't haven't heard anything about it. In no, it died down, now, uh, which is crazy because um, you thought you'd hear more news. Uh, but yeah, Flores was. Yeah, I mean they they won games down there, which is crazy. He was the he's the first head coach since I want to say Dave Wanstead to have back to back winning. Yeah, Wani, the old must mustachio man. Um, but there obviously was some culture issues there. Tua. Tua wouldn't say anything bad about um, Flores, but it sure sounded like they did not get along at all. Uh, so hopefully, and so far anyway, during like OTAs and minicamp and all this sort of stuff, uh, Mike McDaniel seems like head and shoulders more respected than uh, Flores ever was down there. But you never know. It's nope. The Miami media likes to play things up as well. Oh. Well, everything's always gravy in the off season before yeah. the oh, yeah. season actually yeah. starts. So, no team has ever lost in the off season. That's true. Um, some some teams <laughs> seem like they have lost the off season, but no yes. no, no team really loses the off season. Right, right. So, so I'm I'm excited for uh, football season. Yeah, football can get here anytime now. <laughs> anytime, because my baseball team is absolutely horrendous. Uh, well, let's talk baseball. Let's talk. We're um, in we're in June now, about a third way through the season. I think I think I'm going to start with uh, word association here. Okay. So the uh, NCAA baseball tournament is going on right now. So that got me thinking: what players, notable players, over the past 20 years, 25 years or so, 30 years even, uh, won most outstanding play or the MVP of the college baseball season according to Baseball America? Um, so I'll go down this list. Starting in 2000, uh, 2013, Chris Bryant. Yeah, he's pretty good, isn't he? Uh, one-time MVP Was around the league. Uh, can't stay healthy. Um, yeah. Just, just can't. I mean, it's, it's not always the same injury either. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's getting paid well to uh, he, sit, um, on the, sit on the DL right now. He is one of those guys where his swing is so mechanical that if something's off, like physically, he's not going to produce. Mm. Um, he's slightly banged up, and he'll go through a terrible slump. It's crazy. Mm. Um, and really, it all changed when he got hit in the head um, against the Rockies. Actually, back in 2018, I want to say that was, got hit in the schnoz, and um, he missed a few weeks with a concussion and all that. Hasn't really been the same player since. He, he's had some good stretches. Last year, he was good in the first half, uh, but it always seemed like he'd slow down and he'd have some injury issues. And he's just been kind of banged up. It's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer. What what university you go to? UCLA. Uh-huh. He, he and Garrett Cole were in the same rotation. And Garrett Cole went one in the draft. Trevor Bauer went That's th- pretty nasty. three. That's uh, bad for the Pac-12. Garrett Cole hated Trevor Bauer so much. Because Trevor Bauer is like an extremely He's unlikable guy. Yeah. He's an extreme. No, no teammates liked him. Um, at UCLA, he was ostracized in high school. Nobody liked him there. Nobody's liked him in Major League Baseball. And now he has these sexual assault allegations. Uh, just does not seem like a very upstanding citizen. Kind of has a reputation that follows him everywhere he goes. Yep. Uh, Anthony Rendon. Anthony Rendon. What? Where'd he go? Rice. Rice. Oh, the Owls. Baseball mm-hmm. factory. Um Man, it's this it's fun to hear where these guys went to school because I have yeah. no idea on any There's of them. There's some on here that I won't know unless I look it up. But uh, he's a stud player. Fun to watch. Steven Strasburg. I do know that one, San Diego State. I do mm-hmm. uh because we we've talked about him on previous podcasts. How he and Bryce Harper were two of the more hyped up prospects I can ever remember. Yeah. Um yeah, I remember when the national took him out of San Diego state, I'm like, they just got themselves a future hall of famer and he hadn't even pitched a game yet. Um, had a fine career, but not what it could have been if he could just stay healthy. Yeah. He's just now working his way back from, I think he had Tommy John surgery. Uh, he's down in the minors right now, rehabbing. Um, and how old nat- is he now? He's gotta be 32. No, he's older than that. 34. Yeah, maybe. So he's probably towards the end of his career. Yeah. Buster Posey. 
Oh, man. One of the most underrated baseball players, I think, in our mm-hmm. lifetime. Um, great catcher. Where did he go to school? Florida State. Florida oh, I Seminole. Believe. I was going to guess somewhere in the West. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's fun to watch. Um, I think he stepped away from the game at the right time. His body just couldn't really do much anymore. Yeah. But, uh, man, he was good for so many years. He was. Uh, just I think of those Giants year. teams, I think of him. Him and Wilson with the beard. Yeah, Brian Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, yeah. Um, David Price. David Price. Man, he was so good for the Rays for a while, and pretty good mm-hmm. for the Red Sox. Um, then he's kind of – injuries have kind of caught up to him too. Where did he go to school? Uh, Vanderbilt. Vandy. <clears throat> Number one Commodore. overall pick out of Vandy. Yeah. Commodore. Mm-hmm. Um, um, baseball player. Andrew Miller. Oh, man. I loved him when he was on the Yankees. Um, yeah. He was nasty in 15, Indian, 16, 17. Yankee, Indian, mm-hmm. Guardian, whatever. Not, I mean, he wasn't a Guardian at the time, <laughs> but where did he go to school? Uh, he went to North Carolina. Well, Tar Heel, another. Yeah. I mean, of course, all these are going to be good baseball schools because we're talking about College World Series and most valuable players, but. Yeah. Um, Alex Gordon. Alex Gordon. Man, I'll never forget him being a bust for my fantasy team. Like, Two, two different <laughs> years because uh, he was another hot prospect in Kansas City. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's been a fine player, but nothing like yeah. I thought he was going to be. No, he he was kind of a bust at first and then kind of became a good left fielder there for a while. Gold glove, yeah. He had gold um, glove, but. Yeah. Out of Nebraska. Yeah, feel bad for him. Uh, yeah. Mark Pryor. USC. I know that one. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. Wait. I was so quick to pull the trigger on that one. Uh, what could have been, man? Um, mm-hmm. He was fun to watch. Him and Kerry Wood both were fun to watch at one time. Yeah. And that he whole staff the, was fun to watch. He's the Dodgers pitching coach now. I, I knew he was with somebody. Yeah. You look at that 03 pitching staff, you had like 23 year old Mark Pryor, 25 year old Kerry Wood, 22 year old Carlos Zambrano. Uh, that was looking good for Was Clement on that roster too, or injuries. that rotation too? Her, yep. Matt Clement was on it, and then they had Sean Estes, which Estes was terrible. But, um, I mean, if that's your sixth but, yeah, guy. Yeah, that was a really good rotation. Man, yeah. what could have been? They, I mean, they looked like they were set yeah. for years. Yeah, the Damn. day the thing sort of turned for Pryor is he took a line drive off his elbow um, I'll never forget watching it because it bounced off his elbow and ricocheted so hard that Aramis Ramirez had to make a diving catch in like short left field. Ow. They rocketed off. Yeah. <laughs> and that was kind of the day that uh, kind of ended for Pryor, unfortunately. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's unfortunate Tish- how that stuff happens to yeah. MLB players and, and yeah. just players overall in um, sports, like a kind of a fluky play and can change mm-hmm. your whole career. Mark Teixeira. Big Tex. Uh, very underrated baseball player. Was pretty good everywhere he went. It didn't matter if he was playing in Atlanta, Texas, Anaheim, Yankees. Um, fun to watch. I bought a jersey back in 2010. And now I like to say it's a Glaber Torres jersey, that. even though that's, yeah. I mean, considering, depending on the week, I want to announce that or not. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Big Tex. I enjoyed his commentary on TV. I don't think he's... With a channel right now anywhere, but he he was with ESPN at one point. Yes, he was Georgia Tech. Uh, Yellow Jacket. Pretty sure to Georgia Tech. Yep. Um, JD Drew. Oh, I just remember playing with him on any video game growing up. Uh, JD Drew is a member. (laughs) I remember him as a Cardinal. Um, He was part of some pretty good lineups, at least on video games. Um, I couldn't tell you where he went to school though. Florida State. Another Seminole, man. Yeah, yeah. Todd Helton. He went to Tennessee, I can tell you that much. Uh, yeah, was starting good. quarterback at one time over Peyton Manning. And then Peyton Manning replaced him at a game at UCLA, I believe it was, uh, early in the college football season and never looked back. And uh, greatest Colorado Rocky of all time. Easily, yeah. I think he, he might get in the Hall of Fame eventually. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, Larry Walker's um, in. Um, mm-hmm. But... I don't consider him just a Rocky. I mean, he was also an expo um, and a Cardinal late in his career, but Helton was, I mean, started his career and ended his career as a Rocky. Yep. That doesn't happen very often anymore. No. Um, Jason Veritek. 
There's a name I haven't thought of in the past or in the, in the past <laughs> couple of years. Uh, punching A-Rod in the face. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's That was a huge moment between the – I wish rival, baseball rivalry still had those moments. They just don't anymore. But, yeah, they're almost they're almost too good of friends now. Yep. Um, Gone soft trying to think us. who's who's had some – Hunter Strickland and Bryce Harper kind of had that thing. Harper charged the mound and beat the tar out of him because – um, Hunter Strick, but Hunter Strickland's a no-name reliever who's with and Jose Batista Reds right now. Get in that fight at um, second base. Yeah, with Rudnick Odor. Um, Manny Machado had some beef with Jordan out uh, Jordan Ventura, but Jordan Ventura passed away, so that's over. Um, I thought Donaldson and Tim Anderson a, were going to get into it a few weeks ago, but yeah, yeah. Um, Tim Anderson gets into it with a couple people. I think he likes year, to run his mouth a little like. bit. But yeah, there's no like the Red Sox Yankees. When's the last time they've had any sort of that, that rivalry's went soft the last Yeah. Cubs Cubs actually years. Cubs and Brewers have cleared the benches quite a few times here the past few years. Nothing ever comes of yeah, it. But no, but, no, uh, no Barrett and Brzezinski, no Kyle Farnsworth nothing moment. Like that. Nothing like that. No. But I don't know no, how we much don't see, we'll that see that ever again. But where'd Veritech go to school? Uh Georgia Tech as well. Oh, Yellow jacket, man. So, yep. John Olrude. Wow. Uh, he would wear a, I remember as a Mariner, also Matt, but a Mariner, he'd wear his helmet at first base. Yep. Yep. And I remember he, when it was real I cold, remember he'd get the puffy jacket out. Yeah. I, I don't know why that was. He had something. Yeah, physical. I don't know either. Um, but, uh, I, I remember him mainly with the Blue Jays. I remember as uh, a Mariner, would, mostly. He, he would do that. Uh, he went to Washington State. Cougars. Um, yeah. Man, that was a uh, name last... I haven't thought of in 15 years. <laughs> me, me either. He, he was the only guy, one of the few guys towards like in the 80s that you would have heard of. Okay. Um, and then last one here, Robin Ventura. Robin Ventura uh, was not a good manager for the White Sox. He was not. Um, man, he played for a lot of teams, didn't he? I can't even think. He played the White Sox, Mets. Mets, and then then he went to the Yankees and then Dodgers. Mm-hmm. So not four yeah. teams, no, but okay. I mean, big markets. You know, th- those four teams were in the final three years of his career. So yeah, yeah. yeah he had a Where'd he career. go to school? He went to Oklahoma State Cowboys. That's a new one. Um, speaking of Oklahoma State, uh, Matt Holiday's brother was at one point the. Uh, I don't know if he still is or not. Um, the head coach at Oklahoma State. But why I bring Matt Holiday up? Is his son Jackson Holiday is um, a top five projected pick in the Major League Baseball draft uh, coming here wow. in July? Um, I think he's like the third ranked prospect on uh, MLB Pipeline. He's like a top five prospect everywhere. So uh, hard to believe Matt Holiday has a son old enough to be a draft eligible prospect. Uh, but yeah, there, there's a couple guys. Um, Andrew Jones, the son, Drew Jones is, is a project, the projected number one overall pick this year. Well, um, I mean, we're starting to see draft. that. I mean, look, Flad juniors in the league, Bichette's sons yeah. in the league. Uh, I know yeah, I'm even forgetting Craig some. Biggio's sons in the league. We're, we're getting, yeah, we're at that age. We're getting a lot of guys and a lot of them are pretty good players. I mean, of course, Vlad Jr. is really yeah. good. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, uh, the guys we grew up watching are now having sons getting drafted and making, that's weird. The, uh, yeah, it's it's it's. I I remember the first time like a guy I really remember watching making the Hall of Fame. I'm like, man, this is weird that he's been out of the league five years, and I grew up watching this guy. Now their kids are in. Uh, <laughs> now their kids are in uh, Major League Baseball. And Tom Brady's uh, still playing football. And Tom Brady's still playing football. <laughs> I don't remember the Patriots without him at this point. Uh, really well, ex- except now, of course. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but I, I remember what football's yeah. like without him. Yes, I I don't remember. That's what I meant to say. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, that yeah. will do it for a word association segment. I think you you had them all done, right? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was done. Which was a good list, and that's uh, brought to you by Performer Print Two Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, they have over fifty years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call at 574 210 3815.
This episode is brought to you by the Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-bread, tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, the Damn Landing is the place to be. The Damn Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Mantle, focused on freshness and quality. You can wash down their delicious food with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Manta and their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether it be boats or wheel, the Dam Landing is a place to be located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. Yes, it is packed every weekend. Go get yourself some good food. Enjoy the lake. Enjoy the beer garden. Make sure you get over there. I will rifle through baseball here real quick so you can do on this day for us. Um, the Cubs. Um had a better week than I think most were expecting. They went four and five in their nine games in seven days against. It wasn't the, uh, your uh, book it two games. They'd win two. Yeah, two two games or less. I didn't think they had a shot, but they actually they actually played pretty good and should have taken four or five from the Cardinals and ended up losing three or five. Um, <laughs> lost in extras back to back games. They're up one in the ninth inning last night. They blew the lead, and then they had a guy on third with less than two outs and extras couldn't score him. Um, well, I'd like to see if we got any good J-Man tweets. I haven't checked out the J-Man tweeter machine the J-Man does not tweet very much because this is the most unlikable <laughs> roster um, that I've uh, seen in Cubs baseball and maybe ever because I, I, I got so accustomed to them being pretty good. We got a good one um, last night, though, out of you. I tweeted last night? Maybe yes. it was Saturday. So it says one day, so that's oh. what it says, so. Uh, is it Chris Morale? Is that how you spell Morale? Yeah. I love Chris Morale like I would my own son. Yeah. Oh, oh, Chrissy. Chris Morale, 22 years old, uh, set a Cubs franchise record uh, for consecutive games to reach base to start a major league career. He's at, I believe he's at 21 games now in a row. Um, and it, he, he came up like, okay, he's going to be up for a week because they needed somebody and he'll be sent back down. But he has forced himself onto the roster and there's no way they can send him down now. He can play. He started games at second base, shortstop, third base, center field. Um, he's walking. He's slugging. He's fast. He's brought an energy to a roster that had zero energy because they're all old minor leaguers that have gotten a shot. Um, so he is. He has been one of the bright spots here over the past few weeks. We have two more good ones. I'm laughing um, at here. Do you even remember tweeting these? <laughs> Nick uh, Madrigal blows. The Cubs should be forbidden from trading with the White Sox ever again. They fleeced them two times in the past five years. Yeah, that's true. Uh, That trade (laughs) looks terrible. He is hitting. I'm going to go look up his stats. He's he's a punch and Judy type hitter. Um, He has zero, zero power whatsoever. He's an extreme contact guy, which is something the Cubs really needed. But, uh, Old Jed Hoyer went uh, so extremely to um, a contact-oriented hitter that he picked up a guy that has a 222 batting average with a 267 on base percentage and a 253 slugging percentage. He has 22 hits on the year. Three of them are doubles, um, no triples, no homers. He's only walked five times. He has an OPS plus of 48, which is 52% below league average. Um, Not good. It's been 18. Just a horrendous, and he's even striking out more than he ever has. Just a horrendous trade. The other trade, of course, was panic trading Theo made, um, trading for Jose Quintana, giving up Eloy Jimenez and oh, Dylan I still, Cease. I still have Try- the audio of your reaction to that one. Oh, man. That, I, like, I, I warmed up to it like, okay, maybe they can win it again. They didn't win a World Series. Uh, Eloy Jimenez can't stay healthy, but he's a slugger. Dylan Cease has turned into one of the better starting pitcher, pitchers in the uh, – in the American League, um, stop trading with the White Sox. It's been bad. Uh, <laughs> your only other tweet was, and you retweeted you. this one from yourself. Yeah, I like to retweet the, myself. The Cubs, this Cubs team is an embarrassing collection of terrible baseball players. It's true. They're pretty bad. I'm it, not having any sort of fun watching them this year. You were talking about the White Sox just a minute ago. Um a fellow member of the Tan and J-Man Show Nation, Matt Skura, big White Sox fan, texted me today because we were talking over the weekend just how disappointing the White Sox have been for him. He said the White Sox have played 52 games in 52 different lineups. Yeah, Tony That's can't incredible. make up his mind. Yeah. 
He said hard to get into a groove like that. Yeah. Um, I remember Joe Madden did that towards the end of his Cubs tenure, and they just couldn't get into any sort of offensive rhythm for whatever reason. Um, Yeah, I mean, you see the Phillies fired Joe Girardi. They've been a disappointing team. White Sox are disappointing. Maybe it's time to make a change. I don't that think Reinsdorf. They should have never hired him in the first place. Should have never hired him. Um, it's Reinsdorf's buddy, so I don't know if he'll have uh-huh. the stones to do it. Um, it was a terrible hire. And really, last year at this time, White Sox were about the same spot. Um, people were calling for his head, and they got hot, and they made the playoffs, right. uh, which they're they're only five games out of the division. They're probably, they're in my opinion, still the most talented team yep. in that division, so they're probably still going to. Do you think they're a contender or pretender? Um, I would say right now they're still in it enough to say contender, contender just because yeah. I think they're probably the best team in that division. Yeah. Um, elsewhere around baseball, though, you look at the Angels looking like, man, maybe this is the year the Angels will make the playoffs. They're playing really good baseball. Well, they've lost 11 in a row, <laughs> um, and they're now under 500. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, get him out of – get Trout out of there. Yeah. Uh, Please. And, and Otani. Yeah. You have two of the most marketable stars in the game, and they're playing for just a horrendous organization. <laughs> um, man, yeah. They uh, they gave up a game-tying grand slam to Bryce Harper yesterday. And then they got two runs and gave up a three-run walk-off homer with two outs and two strikes in the ninth inning yesterday. I just stopped watching. <laughs> it was an Angels fan. I'm done. I'm just done. Oh, they're brutal. Um, elsewhere around baseball, Yankees 39 and 15. They're one of just, I, I literally just saw this tweet and I think I can still find it here. Um, it was a picture of Anthony Rizzo actually, which is kind of interesting. They chose Anthony Rizzo to be the picture. Um, let's see, let's see. I don't know if I can find it. They're one of, they're just the fifth team in the last 38 years to win 39 or more of their first 54 games in a season. Um, it's interesting that they chose Anthony Rizzo because the Cubs in 2016 are one of those five teams that did. Probably so why they he, chose him. Uh, yep, he uh, he knows that feeling well. Yep. Uh, Mets are still playing good baseball. They're yep. 18 games uh, over. They're 500. definitely a contender. They're not a pretender. Yep. Uh, I think we can both agree. Brewers and Cardinals are contenders. No yep. one else in the Central is. Uh, in the West, I mean the Dodgers are still the best team there. Padres are two games out. I think we can both say they're yep. a contender. Uh, Giants are five and a half out there, 29 and 24. The other, they're, they're kind of interesting. Yeah. They're a tweener. Um, they, they are a tweener. That's a, that's a good one. Um, so, and then, uh, remember when the Rockies started the season really <laughs> It well? wasn't going to last. We knew it wasn't going to last. Colorado sports team, sports fans can't have too much success at once. So right well, now they're having hockey success. Yes, so I think you'll be okay with that as well. Yes, I will. I, yes, yes. Um, just win tonight. End this thing. Just end it and get to the cup. Toronto Blue Jays are nine games over five hundred. I think we can both say they're contenders. Yes. They're probably they're seven and a half out of the division. That's mainly because the Yankees have been so good. Right. Uh, Rays are eight games over five hundred. Um, they're always a contender. Um, Boston started to play some good baseball. Uh, here they're four out of a wild card spot. I think they'll be right in it uh, towards the end of the year. So I would say uh, contender. But uh, this week for the Cubs, they go to Baltimore for two, and then they go to Yankee Stadium to play the Yankees. Um, I'm pretty sure the Cubs have never won in New Yankee Stadium. Are we gonna make a wager? They no, I don't want to make a wager. <laughs> um, they. I think they've only played there once, though. In 2014, they got swept. That was a bad Cubs team. They were supposed to play there in 2020, but then, of course, COVID ruined that. Um, Cubs have not beaten the Yankees since maybe 2011. Been a while. They got swept in 2017 in Wrigley. I got swept in 2014. Um, They should have beat the the Yankees in 2017. and At least twice. A huge home run. Yeah. Yeah, Cubs were up two, I think, and Hector Rondon hit a three-run homer uh, to give him the lead. And then that Sunday night game, I remember Cubs came back and tied it against Araldis, and Schwarber made like a diving catch into the stands. Um, Gosh, you have a good memory. But then they ended up losing an extra. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, um, J-Man's Booker Prediction of the Week this week will be 
the Cubs will get swept again uh, in uh, <laughs> Yankee State. I don't see any any shot the Cubs get a win. I don't know that that run differential that's series Cubs might be minus fifteen in three games. They're going to lose by at least five game or five runs in each game probably. Uh, J Man's Booker Prediction of the Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watching for Life. Home, auto, business, renters, workers' comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watching at infb.com. Hit me with that on this day real quick. Yes, on this day, sporting events on June 6th. I have not looked at any of these till right now. Uh, let's see what we got here. Oh, boy. Um, uh, on this day, 1941, MLB's New York Giants used plastic batting helmets for the first time ever. Oh, interesting. On this day, 1944, World War II, all Major League Baseball games were canceled in honor of the D-Day landings in northern France. On this day, 1966, the NFL and AFL announced their merger. Hmm. On this day, 1969, Joe Namath resigned from the NFL after Pete Rozelle said he must sell his steak in a bar. He, he must sell a steak? Yeah, he must have owned oh. some, had some steak and ownership in a bar. Yeah, they wouldn't do that nowadays. On this day, 1971, Willie Mays hit his record 22nd and last extra inning home run. Hmm. Uh, who won the 30th NBA championship on this day in 1976? 76, huh? Yes. Um, I'm going to go with the Lakers. Boston Celtics beat mm. the Phoenix Suns four games to two. I didn't know Phoenix was around that long. I didn't either. Uh, let's see here. On this day, 1992, New York Mets first baseman Eddie Murray recorded his 1,510th run batted in during the 15 to 1 thrashing of the Pittsburgh Pirates to pass Mickey Mantle as an all time RBI leader among MLB switch hitters. Hmm. Eddie Murray played a long time. <clears throat> yes, he did. A lot of French Open. Who won the Stanley Cup on this day in 2007? 2007. I'm going to go with the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. It was a uh, it was a bird team, but it was the Anaheim Ducks defeated the mm. Ottawa Senators six to two for a four to one series win, the Ducks' first championship. Uh, on this day in 2011, who was the first pick by the Pittsburgh Pirates in the MLB draft? 2011. Yep. Pirates picked number one overall in 2011. Yep. Oh, I should know this. Um... It's going to make me real mad when I hear it. I don't remember. Garrett Cole. Oh, shoot. That's right. I keep forgetting he was a pirate. I sh- yeah, this, that makes me mad. Uh, well, let's let's redeem yourself here. On this day in 2013, who was the number one overall pick in the MLB draft by the Houston Astros? Mark Appel. Yes, Stanford pitcher Mark Appel. Yeah, he was a bust. Chris Bryant was taken second. On this day, 2018, LeBron James eclipsed Michael Jordan's record 109 games for most 30-point games in NBA playoff history in the Cavaliers' 110-102 Game 3 loss to the Golden State Warriors. Hmm. And lastly, on this day in 2018, who was the number one overall MLB draft pick by the Detroit Tigers? Spencer Torkelson. Auburn pitcher Casey Mize. Oh, Casey Mize. Oh, Torkelson was two years later, you, you idiot. <laughs> Well, that was a good on this day. I learned a lot. I hope you all did, too. Brought to you by Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated custom woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs. From signs to the growth charts, their custom pieces make a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. See some of their recently completed projects. Visit them on Instagram or Facebook at Mooney Woodcrafts. And for orders, contact them at MooneyWoodcrafts at gmail.com. Hit me with that birdie bogey. Birdie or bogey. Can he tie things up, folks? Or is no. he going to take a two-stroke? Uh, we're going to drop two strokes behind. Jason Tatum became the third player in Celtics history with 500 points, 100 rebounds, and 100 assists in a single postseason, joining what two players? Um, I mean, it's obvious. It's an obvious answer, which means he's going to be wrong. Larry Bird. 
Larry Bird did it three times. Oh, so he so has won. Do I get a par then? Um, I didn't. I didn't say that earlier. So I'll be kind and I will give you a par. <laughs> so this is for a birdie or a bogey. Are you going to stay one behind, or, um, or come up and tie it? Bob Cousy. Good guess, but no. So you're one is behind. It, is it Pierce? Paul Pierce. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say Pierce. I didn't think he would have gotten the assist, though. Shoot. Yep. Tatum became the second youngest player to accomplish this, only trailing LeBron in 2007. Son of a gun. That was a good question. Thank you. Uh, thanks for watching another episode, episode 290 of the Tan and Jamin Show. Have a fantastic week, everybody, and we'll be back at it next Monday. Go Avs. Get to the cup.